Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, Cojourners. I'm glad you're with me for another episode. And thank you so much for your continued support of the homecoming book, both the hardback and the audio. And I'm glad you are receiving it. I have received your beautiful messages. So I'm excited. We have a poem on today. And the poem is called Free to Be Me. And it's by Tyra Lane Kingsland. And Tyra is writing about her homecoming journey from the perspective of her Christian faith. All right, free to be me. Jesus said he came to set the captives free. But what if the jailer is me? In solitary of my own devising, deadbolt locked, not fully realizing, this four by four by four was built by my own mind with a way of escape not easy to find. For each thought draws me deeper still, sitting, wondering, trying to find out how I ended up in this place. Thoughts so base, fell for the trick, believe the lie. You're too fat, you're too thin, your teeth are jacked up, your lips are too big. You don't know enough, you don't have enough, you'll never be enough, says the voice of the enemy. But deeper still in the recesses of my mind, deeper still I peer into the dark and find light. Light is truth and truth is light. Light shines so bright, giving sight to see, giving permission to be, to be the creation fully and wonderfully made. Shackles off, chains fall. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery, Marley sings. Be transformed by the renewing of the mind and walk in the freedom Christ brings. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. From the dawn of creation, his thoughts toward me were good. Every hair on my head he knows, and daily that relationship grows. When he looks at me, he sees me, created in his image, majesty, created in the image of my maker, free to be, beautiful, his beloved, highly skilled, brilliant, Worthy, radiant, glorious, magnificent, a masterpiece fashioned by skilled hands. No longer a prisoner in the dark, but walking in power as a child of light. She's taken flight. I am free, free to be me. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Tyra, for sharing with us your journey. And I really appreciate you naming what if the jailer is me? Ha! Ah, so powerful and such an important question for us to answer because even when we have had people in our minds, uh, in our past, 
uh, who have mistreated or abused or undermined or abandoned. Sometimes in the aftermath of the mistreatment, we can come to believe those negative things about ourselves. And so a part of our healing is not only exiting the space of harmful people, but also us getting clear about what are the ways in which I am thinking that are keeping me disconnected from myself? What are the ways that I've been thinking about myself that dishonor me, that disrespect me, that disregard me? What are the ways that I need to free my own thinking about my possibility, about my worthiness, about my capacity, about my gifts, about my beauty, about my intelligence, about the glory that resides within me? Am I able to see it, to feel it, to know it? Hmm. Such important questions to ask. And this includes those of us who live with the realities of marginalization or discrimination, stereotype and stigma, that one component is what others believe about us, and that is important to address. And it is also important for me to resist the pull to think those thoughts about myself. It is important for me to disrupt and reprogram uh, my own negative thoughts. And that is our focus on today, thinking about ways that we can cope with negative thinking about ourselves, the ways that we can shift our thought process. And so I want to invite you First of all, uh, to begin looking for counter evidence, right? When you make these blanket statements about yourself, to look for evidence in your life that is in opposition to that. So if I have decided uh, that I am not smart enough, what is the evidence? What are the moments in my life? What are the experiences that I have that do reflect my uh, intelligence, my ability to understand, to comprehend what are the life moments. Because often our minds in despair and depression will remember all of the times when we felt not enough. And what we often do, the things that we were able to do well, we may dismiss or overlook or minimize. And so look for the counter evidence, the opposing evidence. If we have a negative thought uh, that we are not lovable, let's really examine that and look at what does a person have to be to be deserving of love, of care, of respect? Does love require perfection? Does love require that you look like the cover of a magazine? Is love limited to a certain age that uh, when you were young, you were deserving, but now you feel like it's too late for you? 
Are people later in life or in middle life or as a senior, are they no longer deserving of love? Yeah. So we want to challenge those thoughts, those assumptions. And a part of what can help us to challenge it is to think about where did I get that idea and the people and places that gave me those ideas about myself, how did they benefit from me believing that? And how did those ideas disserve me over the years, right? Uh, important one to think about is around beauty. And there is an entire industry built on making you believe you are not enough as you are so that you will need all of their products, right? That you will need to buy everything they're selling to make yourself try to look like this narrow image of what beauty is, right? That either you will buy these products or you will allow and accept inferior treatment because of the lie of your own inferiority. And so when I have those negative thoughts of myself, I want to say, what is the root of that? Who benefits from that? How does that disserve me? And what is my counter evidence? What is my opposing evidence? When I'm having uh, self-defeating thoughts, I also want to learn how to put things in perspective. And so uh, self-defeating thoughts often are overgeneralizations, right? So I messed up in one area. So then I define myself as being a mess up or a screw up. I make that my identity instead of an event. The same thing if a relationship ended, right? Then you may say, I'm uh, just no good at relationships, so I'm going to stay by myself. As opposed to putting it in perspective, that relationship didn't work out, or that friendship didn't work out, or that dynamic with a specific supervisor did not work. And even if I continue to have challenges in that area, that is an area then for my growth, for my attention, for me to attend to uh, the ways in which I may be blocking myself or the ways I need to heal and grow, as opposed to it being a done deal, right? That there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just no good at it, right? So we want to put it in perspective and separate events and experiences and challenges from your core identity, right? So I can have failed some exams and not be a failure, right? I may have messed up some opportunities at work for my promotion, and I can acknowledge that, oh, I I messed that up. And at the same time, I am not lost. I am not a failure when it comes to my work goals or my school goals or my vocation or purpose. And so I invite you to take cleansing breath in this moment and think about the negative experiences that have led you to conclude that failure is your name or that uh, not enough is your name, that worthless is your name. Those lies 
that we come to believe at various points of our lives or maybe that you have been made to believe your whole life. And so it may be not that I am undeserving of care, but I have yet to encounter those who treat me the way I would like to be treated, right? That's a, that's a different understanding of things, right? So I have engaged with careless people or I have engaged with people who were selfish and that is not what I desire nor will accept for my life going forward, right? Versus the statement, I am not deserving of care, compassion, tenderness. Mm. So it gives room for us to acknowledge our life experiences and also to know that I am not defined or limited by my life experiences. So we want to come up with a counter evidence. We want to put things in perspective. You also want to uh, change the way you speak about yourself. Some of us not only think these negative thoughts, but we put it out there in the atmosphere, in the world. We say these things about ourselves and our speaking them can create an additional barrier to our growth and our possibility, right? So if you feel unworthy of love and when you meet people who are interested in you, you often say to them, I don't deserve you, right? Or I can't believe that you would like somebody like me. Right. If I continue to speak of my unworthiness, then I am planting seeds for that person to then question, like, should I be interacting with this person? Because this person knows themselves better than I know them. Right. Same when we are in the workplace. If we continue to say, oh, like I could never do that. I'm just like not uh, the one for leadership or I'm no good at that or I could never understand that. Then your coworkers and your supervisors are hearing that and they are taking you to be an expert on yourself. So when you declare your own unworthiness, your own lack of capacity, then people can take that as truth when it may really just be your insecurity speaking. Even your lack of experience speaking, it's different for me to say to a supervisor, now I have not done that task before, but I'm open to learn and I'm excited for the possibility. So thank you for trusting me with the opportunity to learn it, right? Then I am being honest about where I am with it, right? That I'm not an expert on it. I don't know it, but I'm willing and I appreciate the opportunity versus if my response is always like, oh, no, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't, please pick somebody else, right? Then I am putting up the wall to my own growth and possibility, yes? So I invite you to consider how have you been speaking about yourself? And sometimes we speak negatively about ourselves because we believe those negative things. Sometimes we speak negatively about ourselves because we're fishing for compliments. And that also is a setup, right? When you create that dynamic with people, you know, please, please, please tell me I'm good enough. And I'm going to keep saying I'm not good enough because I want you to tell me the opposite. So we want to 
learn how to pour into ourselves, how to nourish ourselves, how to speak life over ourselves. And I can speak it even with honesty, right? Of saying, you know, I'm, I feel insecure about it, but I am trying to really appreciate more my body in the, in the place, the shape, the size that it's in, right? So it is an acknowledgement of the journey, right? The incomplete journey of where I am in relationship with being able to see myself as deserving while not in a perpetual place of putting myself down. Yes. So along with changing our language about ourselves, I would also say to shift self-defeating thoughts, you want to take a look at your circle. Who are the people that you have surrounded yourself with? Because if I am always around people who are putting me down, it's going to be hard for me to recognize my worthiness, my intelligence, my ability, my beauty, because I am being bombarded with the opinions of those who devalue me. And so it becomes easier to agree with them and to devalue myself. And so uh, in friendship and in dating, you want to be mindful that you choose people who are affirming. It doesn't mean they have to agree with everything you say or do, but you feel a positive regard for from them. You feel that they uh, think about you and speak about you in kind ways, in loving ways, in nourishing ways. And I know some of you will say, well, the negative people around me, I didn't choose. Perhaps they are my family or perhaps they are coworkers. And uh, to that, I would say uh, when possible, to reduce the amount of time in the presence of people who are putting you down, right? So one, also setting up a boundary, uh, considering is it safe, emotionally safe or physically safe for me to say that I don't appreciate the comments and that I disagree and I would like them uh, to stop the things that they are saying, right? So to consider first, am I able to shift it? Because the reality is some of us have been silent or some of us have laughed when we were the one being joked about. And so uh, it may have given a signal to people that it didn't matter or that you agreed. And so to voice your disagreement, you know, if it's in your um, workplace to say, you know, that what you just said to me was rude and I would like you to not speak to me in that way. And so finding your voice and if people persist in those comments or behaviors or statements to at in any way possible, reduce your interaction with them. Yes. So when I shift my circle and I am in the company of people who are secure within themselves or working to be more secure, working on their own confidence and also that they are nourishing to me, it will help me uh, to stay on course in shifting and releasing those self-defeating thoughts. 
And then I invite you along within your friendship circle, uh, within your own physical space and emotional space to set up an environment of affirmation. So what is the artwork that you have around you? Some people put up quotes or affirmations or scriptures on sticky tabs, on papers, around their office, around their desk, or at home, around their bedroom, so they can see the affirmation. I would invite you to think about what is the music that you listen to? Is the music self-defeating? And there are songs that speak very negatively about us, particularly songs that will uh, speak negatively about women and I invite you to reflect on what is the soundtrack of my life? What is it I have been listening to and or what are the shows I've been watching? What are the social media um, sites that I follow, pages that I follow? What are the magazines I look at or the podcasts I listen to? And glad you're listening to Homecoming. But you want to do an assessment. Do I surround myself with images and words that uplift me or demean me? Do I surround myself with images or words that remind me uh, that I am enough or that feed my insecurity and I end up feeling worse about myself? So you want to curate your life. You want to create and cultivate a life where the ways that you want to think about yourself are reflected in the images, the words, the thoughts that are around you so that I can create a life where my growth is being maximized, where my growth is being fertilized instead of being blocked or uh, sabotaged. The next important thing as it relates to coping with these self-defeating thoughts is self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness. So when we recognize the truth, there have been times that we have messed up where we didn't do a good job, uh, where we made mistakes. And a part of my healing the negative thoughts about myself is self-compassion and forgiveness. So I will tell myself the truth that I didn't handle that well. I will tell myself the truth. I have made some unwise decisions. I will tell myself the truth that there are some times where I sabotage myself or I chose things based on for superficial reasons. I tell myself the truth. And then as opposed to sitting in that, in a place of perpetual punishment. And some of you are have been punishing yourselves. So I want to forgive myself. I want to say to myself, yes, it is true that you have made some mistakes and some of those were some big mistakes. And I still give you grace, still give myself compassion. I give myself love. I give myself tenderness. I give myself understanding. I give myself permission to turn the page and to write the next chapter. Yes, 
Can you give yourself permission on today to write a new chapter? Recognizing some chapters of your past you would describe as ugly or messy or embarrassing, even humiliating, drama-filled. There are some pages in your past that are hard to revisit, that are hard to look at. And yet, when I look at the worst things I have ever done, I make a decision that the person who did those things or said those things is still deserving of a new day, of a new opportunity, of a fresh start. Can you give yourself that on today? It is so important for your healing, for your growth, for your possibility. And so we also recognize the importance in breaking self-defeating thoughts is that phrase you may have heard, do it afraid, which means that sometimes we feel we are incapable, so we don't even try, and then we don't have evidence to show what's possible because we have limited ourselves, right? So if you say, I'm no good at relationships, but since the bad relationships, you refuse to engage with people, you don't give yourself the opportunity to create some new evidence, right? Or if you say, like, I, I can't get a job because no one will hire me, but I stop looking and I stop applying, then it breaks the possibility. It blocks the possibility of a new story, of a new narrative. And so as opposed to waiting until I feel 100% confidence, certain, sure, beautiful, glorious, if I am waiting for all of those to the maximum before I act, before I move, I will stay stuck. And so I invite you, even when the thoughts show up, even with the insecurity, to say, I don't feel as confident as I would like to, but I'm going to try. Right? Can you give yourself the possibility of starting from where you are, of releasing yourself from being stuck and stagnant and saying the truth, which is as I do it, my confidence will grow. As I do it, my knowledge will grow. As I do it, my understanding of myself will grow. And so we begin to move in the direction of our dreams, allowing our behavior and our actions to start shifting our thoughts. I'm excited that you're listening on today. And I hope this week for your homework that you will monitor the way you speak about yourself, that you will shift the ways in which you talk about your own possibility. And I know some people think, well, won't I be bragging then or won't I be arrogant? So when we talk about shifting self-defeating thoughts, it doesn't mean that you start putting other people down. It just means you stop putting yourself down, right? You hear the difference? So to release, release my self-defeating thoughts, 
does not mean I'm going to now go around saying I'm better than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm more beautiful than you. I am, I am, I am. And, uh, taking it, taking on that place of power and bullying. It just means that I recognize the gifts of other people and I recognize my own gifts. I can see beauty in others and I can see it in myself. I can see intelligence in others and I can see it in myself. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. 